Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. Before I ask Lloyd how he's doing, I just know that this is our fourth time trying to record this because technical issues. But that being said, Lloyd, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good weekend, man. I, I know you you've had a good Saturday. My Saturday was involved. In, it basically existed uh, or consisted rather of video games, uh, pizza, and bad movies. Uh, my wife was out running a uh, Mud Hero run with her girlfriends, staying over at my her friend's cabin. Uh, Mud Mud Hero, if you don't know, five k run with obstacles and mud bogs like up to your up to your underarms. She loves it. She's done it for like six years, um, minus two because of because uh, of COVID. They didn't run it for the last two years. So she's having a really fun time. Uh, so I have to uh, eat pizza and play video games with the kids. So it's been a really, really great week. I feel bad for you having to eat pizza and play video games with your kids, it's man. That's rough. Hard work. It's hard work. <laughs> but when you're a parent, you sometimes just have to you just have to do it. You, you have, have to, to make it. those sacrifices. You 100. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get started on the show, this is on deck the podcast all about PC gaming and the Steam Deck. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today, so we're going to get right into it. But before we do, a big thank you to Heisenthal, who is giving us a copy of God of War to give away. Now, in the past, what we've done is we've put it on the screen, and that way people can grab it. And it, 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 basically, we give the codes away as a thank you to the community, not to try and grow the YouTube channel, because I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but we never advertise the fact that we're giving these games away. We just give them away. Uh, But what we found is that people were saying things like, well, I'm just going to click on the video and fast forward to the end. And that kind of, that's not really the spirit of what we were going for. So Another reason that we're going to change things up is because that meant the audio listeners were always left out because I can't exactly put a code in the middle of the show without stopping the show and being like X, two, three, you know, and that's not fun either. So what we decided we're going to do and we may change our minds later on is moving forward. We're going to give codes away on our community discord. If you haven't joined our community discord, there is a link in the description down below that like button if you're watching on YouTube or Go to the show notes on the audio podcast version and you can click on that link and it'll take you to our community discord. There's like 2000 awesome people waiting to talk to you about video games, movies, TV, maybe even Morbius. Lloyd will be there to talk to you about Morbius, not me. Um, And there'll also be a giveaway that you can join. Uh, Just make sure that you're awesome and uh, don't come if you're not awesome. That being said, let's jump in. Lloyd reached out to me on Friday. And he said, Bill, I have a problem. I need you to check your audio settings on your on your Steam Deck. So I was like, okay. And I looked and I was like, here's what's going on with my audio settings. So I was like, well, do you have this? And I was like, yep. And he's like, do you have that? And I was like, yep. And he's like, uh, I can't figure out my stuff. And then I didn't hear from him for, I don't know, uh, like a day and a half. And then finally, <laughs> and I was like, that either went really well or it went really badly. And I didn't want to ask. 
because if it went really badly, he was going to be an unhappy dude, and I didn't want to bring it up. So I, I basically, I said, uh, finally, we were talking about something else, and he goes, oh, by the way, uh, I have to talk about this on the show uh, tomorrow, and this was yesterday. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Lloyd, what yeah. exactly was happening with your Steam Deck? Well, you see, Bill, when I first got my Steam Deck, like, I don't know, 10 weeks ago, more than that. It's been like two and a half, three months. Whenever whenever I got it, I can't even remember because days have just been so enjoyable since I got my Steam Deck. <laughs> um, I, I had some issues. Like when I did my first setup of this guy, um, I, I had a weird couple crashes and, and, and freezes and resets when I was doing like my initial reset. And not like your standard, like when you're installing Windows, it's like, oh, we may reboot a couple times. This was like something worse. Um, and ever since then, like ever since... I, I started using it and installing like third party software on on desktop mode. Things have been kind of weird. Like I've had I've had the odd time where uh, I just don't have video and I, I I turn it off and on a couple times and then the video comes back or I don't have I get I don't that have too, audio. By the way. I also yeah, get that same thing where like if I if it's docked and I unhook it like the screen is black for a bit and then I have to hit the button a couple times and I'm always like, what did I do wrong? But yeah, you're not the only one. Even, and this was even before I started docking it. This was just like just randomly started happening before I hooked up any sort of video capture. And I've had issues where I just don't have any audio and I have to like power it off and power it back on. It's been it's been a longstanding thing. And I'm just like, OK, like I like me and you, uh, we, we're we're into the beta stuff. So we install the beta, we downgrade, we upgrade, we install Linux software and through desktop mode. That stuff's been upgraded. We had Emudeck uh, installed when it was um when it, when it was less, um, I, I don't want to say bad because it's it was never bad, but it was it was less streamlined, I guess, when we first did our original install. That's been fixed. So I, I thought, you know, there's something on here that is causing it um, some weirdness. And then fast forward to like Wednesday, Thursday of last week, I had like audio issues. Like we talked about it last week where I got that weird pop up with the echo stuff and and people on on our YouTube channel are like, oh, that's because of the noise canceling. And I'm like, I know what that input is for i don't know why that was the only input that was showing up on my steam deck that is obviously a a bug something's not right so that progressed to um i was trying to play my my steam deck at night um, because uh a common thing is we'll go to bed my wife will fall asleep almost instantly she has no problems falling asleep i wish i had that that um i don't know that perk that she chose that on her character creation list (laughs) able to fall asleep instantly i wish i would have chosen that perk um, but uh, it's common for me to take out my Steam Deck and put my volume to like tick two or tick three, just so I can hear a little bit of audio to get some cues, but not like wake her up. So that that's been going on for months. Uh, no problems. Well, I was getting no audio from my Steam Deck, and I'm like, what? That's really weird. So I cranked my volume up like one tick at a time with my my speaker right by my ear and your wife shoots up and she's like what's happening (laughs) he's like wait you're deaf you can't hear anything that's what the problem is uh it's not your steam deck you're you're melting my my head um but no i i got my volume to 75 percent before i heard anything from my speakers and i'm like that's really weird so i tried a couple other games thinking maybe it was a game specific bug wasn't that uh rebooted into desktop mode and immediately like woke up the entire house because my speakers were at maximum um um volume for when i started something i'm like okay obviously there's no problem here uh in in desktop mode in game mode there is definitely a problem so i i work in it so i do troubleshooting 
for a living. So went through all the possible causes for this and uh, through reboots and starts and booting with the uh, with the video capture um, like dongle from Apple hooked up and and booting with it not and did all the things that I thought would be covering this. It didn't fix. So my solution was, okay. I've been wanting to restore this guy for a while. I'm finally going to go through the whole restore process. So uh, fast forward to Friday night. My Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, my CFL team here in the city, they're 7-0, by the way, having a fantastic season. Uh, they were having a game, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be stuck here in front of the TV. Well, actually, I was watching it on my computer this time because I wanted to be around all my stuff to do this. I'm like, I have a good two, three hours to fix this problem or send my doc away for RMA if it doesn't get fixed. So I went through the restore process, Googled it. I'm like, okay, you download this uh, disk image. You write it to a USB drive. So I used uh, Rufus on my PC, which is a, an application that takes uh, a disk image and makes it bootable on a USB key. Also a guy from the future in Bill and Ted. It, exactly. He's pretty excellent. So Rufus is pretty excellent. Um, only USB key I have is this like terrible crappy one that I think we got for one of my kids because they needed it at school for to transfer documents back and forth with the teacher that never happened. So it's been unused. Um, this is a terrible USB drive and that, that, that became readily apparent as I went through this process. Um, I should have known that when it took about a half hour to write the disc image to this guy, that there was a bit of an issue. Um, you take this out after you write the, the disk image, you have to boot your Steam Deck into recovery mode. So you hook up the drive either through a USB-A to USB-C converter. Um, I instead have this little guy. Uh, it's a USB-C hub that has USB-A ports and a, a PD 3.0 port. So I was like, if this is going to take a while, I don't want my battery to die. So I hooked up my power, plug this guy in, rebooted my Steam Deck uh, to get it into recovery mode. You hold volume down and hit power. When your Steam Deck goes, you let go of the volume down and then it boots into kind of like the BIOS boot screen. I chose the USB drive and then it took like 15, 20 minutes to boot into the the standard like uh, Steam OS desktop mode. Another thing that should include me into this was a bad idea, um, but I let it go. I was watching my my team do really well and 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 play a great football game. So I didn't really care too much that it was taking time. I, I, I just wanted to do it. So after 15, 20 minutes, it finally got into the desktop mode. You have four icons on the top. Uh, the first one is reimage Steam Deck, which basically takes your whole internal drive, wipes it, recreates all the partitions, writes all the software to it. You have a basically a brand new out-of-box Steam Deck. There's clear local user data, which basically leaves your OS stuff alone, but all the user par partitions get blown away. So if you have settings, if you have uh, anything else, um, that that is going to be uh, that's going to be blown away. And I thought that is my issue. the The third issue is reinstall Steam OS, which basically does the the get rid of your user partitions, but also installs the Steam client again, so that when you boot into game mode, it's a new install of that. So it's kind of like the reimage, but without a lot of the other processes. I'm like, you know what? Clear your local user data. That's what I need to do. So I did that. It took like maybe a half hour or whatever to go through its process. Rebooted. Uh, it it actually finished just after my my bombers won. Uh, uh, what was it? Twenty four to ten. It was a great game. I was cheering. <laughs> there you go. I was cheering just <laughs> like that. I was cheering that my Steam Deck was done. It restarted. Glorious audio. So instead of having to go all the way up to seventy five percent or more to get audio out of it, two three taps of the volume, I can hear the game. 
exactly what I wanted. I was like, okay, I restored it. I'm back to zero. Everything is fine. It seems snappier. Everything is working great. Bill, this process took three hours. Uh, it was fantastic. I'm glad I did it until. Oh, no. Until it. Until I rebooted, Bill, and I was going through my settings, I wanted to see uh, what what was kind of if there was any like OS updates. Did you know I knew this? I forgot about it. People are screaming into their YouTube, uh, their monitors or their headphones right now because they're like, Lloyd, you're an idiot. I understand I'm an idiot because I could have done this so much easier. If you go to settings on your Steam Deck and if you go to uh, system, so you go to your settings menu, you go to system. Right at the bottom of that menu is a little button called uh, Factory Reset. So I could have saved myself like three hours of trying to get this stupid thing working uh, when it when it's actually like right in your Steam Deck if you go to your settings menu. So um, maybe maybe I did uh, something that I shouldn't have. But uh, well, but, but uh, okay. Yeah. So if you do that factory, uh, so but everything's working fine for you, right? Yeah, everything's working fine. But this would have saved me having to create. Um, the bootable USB drive and go through that whole process because all I wanted to do was blow away my user settings. So you need this if you want to re-image your whole entire device. I didn't. I just wanted to blow away all my my user volume. Factory reset would have done that. I Three hours later, I realized that was a thing and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Anyway, I went through the process. I know how it works now. I know that I need a USB 3.0 USB 3. drive if I want this to be faster, not this old uh dollar store uh 32 gig usb drive that is probably going to fail the next time i use it so i'm not going to use that anymore but yeah if you scroll all the way to the bottom of that menu uh there's a nice little factory restore button right there, <laughs> well like, you know I what live and there. learn i knew it was there because i've seen it before but anyway long story short i have a brand new steam deck os um it is it is behaving better than it ever had. Like I regularly, um, even when I wasn't connected to uh, a video capture device, I would get so much lag when I'd hit the steam button and that little drawer would open up on the side. Not even when a game was running, like it would just take some time. Like there was obviously something not right here. Um, so I have a brand new steam deck and it's working great. Um, one thing to note when you wipe your steam deck, uh, little things that I didn't think of because your game saves, they're uploaded to the cloud. I don't worry about the game. Yeah. Saves. <laughs> Your 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 Linux um, apps, you have to reinstall those, of course. Uh, if you have EmuDeck installed, all your emulator settings and things um, will will come there again if you reinstall EmuDeck. But if you've customized all customized all these things yourself, those are all gone. One thing I didn't even think about, Bill, your in-game settings per application, those all get blown away. And there would have been a couple that I wanted to make make note of because I've dialed them in so specifically to how I wanted to play that game. That's all gone. I'll have to go and recreate those. Not a big deal, um, but yeah, it, it was it was kind what, of interesting. That, what sorry, what about ahead. the performance stuff? Like, I understand the in-game settings of like no, you know what resolution. Sorry. Go ahead. I I, di- I didn't mean in-game settings. I meant the uh, performance game settings. So your your game specific settings. So like what's what on screen set. now? Yeah, all okay. that stuff gets blown away. And I I would assume that maybe some of your in-game settings because some of the settings like your your video resolution are stored per machine. So mm-hmm. if you download a cloud save um from a machine that you played on 4K at, to a machine that can only do 800p, it doesn't try to immediately go to that 4K. It 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 realizes that that's a a machine specific save, I guess, right. or configuration. Um so all that stuff was gone. But 
uh, yeah, every, everything on my deck is working really great. Uh, of course, all of the nice little icons and all, all the uh, all the grid images that I made for all the custom apps. I'm going to have to redo all that stuff again. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really happy that I have a factory restored machine. I just went about it like a three-hour process that I didn't have to do because of the forgetting that in the stupid menus, there's a factory restore button, which would have done, I'm assuming, the exact same thing that I did through this whole three-hour ordeal. So let me ask you a question. Uh, I think what I'm going to do for the video version of this is the thumbnail will probably like be, should you wipe your steam deck? Um, What's your, what's your answer to that question? Should you wipe your steam deck? I mean, if, if you're having like for us, like Bill and I, we've, we've, uh, we, we got our Steam Deck when the software was very beta. Um, we did installations of applications on the desktop mode that weren't as nice of an install process as they are now. Like we installed Emudeck when it was new. That process was not as streamlined as it is now. Um, we, we've gone up to all the various versions up and down to stable to beta to whatever there is now. Um, we had some issues potentially um, making their way into our settings. Uh, if you're someone that just got a Steam Deck now and you're having like weird glitches, a restore maybe wouldn't be required. But if you can do the factory restore right from inside the menu, it should be a 20 minute process. And then you just have to start downloading your games again. Uh, the nice thing is that all my games are on SD card because I have a 64 gig uh, system. <laughs> so I didn't lose. I didn't have to re-download anything. And the funny thing is because um, the shader caches aren't with the games themselves. When you go try to play a game that is installed, um, it brings up a menu and it says, oh, downloading, downloading, um, downloading information or downloading uh, update or something. And it actually downloads all those shader cache things that it would have done when you did your initial install. So it, it actually handles this really good. I was worried that I'd have to go blow away all my software <clears throat> from my SD card and re-download it to get all that stuff there. Steam just figures it out. It realizes that it doesn't have the cache files that it needs. The either the uh, the little stubs for Proton, um, like the recompiled um, DLLs and things, um, or translated DLLs, all that stuff just downloads when you start the app for the first time after a restore. Really slick and really good job by Steam. Um, I I just I caused myself a problem by not remembering about that stupid factory restore button it would have been a much quicker process <laughs> um and then i would have said you know what if you're having any bugs go do it it's only 15 minutes instead of you're going to tear out your hair you're going to punch walls and it's going to take three hours is uh is kind of what my process was um but i have a brand new steam deck it's working better than it ever has um right from scratch as i said i had some issues because of that weird um install process that seems to be all gone and it even installed the latest stable version of SteamOS, which i assumed it would but you, you never know maybe it would since i was using a recovery drive maybe it was an old version and i'd have to do right. an upgrade after no it it just it just worked um valve is really good at making software just work on this device and uh if nothing else it was a good um I don't know. It was a good experience so I can talk about it if people have questions about it. Um, but yeah, I wish I would have remembered that there's a, a dumb little button there in your, in your settings UI. Yeah. Uh, so a, a quick correction. You've said a couple times that we've been using Emudex since before it was uh, more streamlined. You have, I started, okay. I started out using uh RetroArch, like right. directly from steam. So like steam has RetroArch on like on the store you could just download it and so i downloaded it 
and uh, in like I got my ROMs over there, and everything was fine. But I was like, you know, I'm gonna check out Emu Deck, um, and boy, it is so so <laughs> much better. Um, yeah. I have emulations, and we talked about this a tiny bit on last episode because I didn't have it like done yet. Um, I have an uh, an arcade cabinet over here running Emulation Station. Uh, and it's got like a bunch of old arcade games and some Super Nintendo games and some some Sega Genesis games, you know, things from, you know, that I had when I was a kid. And I like Emulation Station is fantastic um, user interface design wise. RetroArch is fine. And then and Emulation or and Emudex still uses RetroArch, but um, mm-hmm. RetroArch is fine. But Emulation Station as a front end is so much better. And so. One of the things that I, one of the games that I've, I've been playing mostly Emulation Station this week, <laughs> and mostly it wasn't me actually playing; it was me scraping the data, the, the database, um, like downloading the art and stuff. I'm I'm gonna, tr- I tried putting this on the screen, and for some reason it wasn't working. But uh, here, let me do this. Uh, here you can see that I've got my Steam Deck here. That's the wrong side. Where's the D pad? And you can see I've got some of my favorite games uh, here cool. on the Steam Deck. And as I go through, like you can see, Cosmic Arc for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred has mm. all of its like its uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's it's a screenshot of it, a picture of the cartridge, a picture of the box, box art. Yeah, the box you know, art. All of that stuff is on there now after downloading for a really really long time. But Emudeck is fantastic. I'm so funny sold bit of on trivia. It. Funny bit of trivia with that game, Bill. The image that is shown in the uh, menus that you're looking at is yeah. probably about uh, 15 times as large as the actual game ROM for oh, that yeah, specific I know. game <laughs> because of how tiny Atari 2600 games used to be. I always find it funny when you download like because um, Emudeck or not Emudeck, um, Emulation Station now supports uh, in-game videos. So you download like a, a, a small little like 30 second repeating video of whatever game it is. And it's usually like a million times bigger than the actual ROM itself, which just makes me shake my head and, and laugh that uh, you can get the whole game for uh, you can get a hundred of of the of the games uh, downloaded for the I don't know, the same bandwidth as one of those videos. Yeah. And I, I ended up doing this. I did this twice. So I sound when I first installed Emudeck, it was like the day before the last time that we recorded. And so I didn't really have any time to mess with that, but I installed it and I wasn't even thinking, I was like, Oh, I got the five twelve version. I'll just put it on the, and I talked about this a little bit last episode. I'll just put it on the internal. And then I thought about it afterwards. I was like, that was so stupid. Why did I do that? Because now when I scrape every, cause, cause when I start up emulation station, I was like, Oh, I know how this works. Emulation station is fantastic. So I went in and, uh, I decided I'm going to reinstall this and get it all reinstalled so that I can uh, uh, do because I didn't want to download all this stuff onto the internal memory because these are ROMs like I don't need these pictures to be uh, accessible super, super quickly. So uh, I ended up um, uninstalling it just because I want I know that I didn't have to uninstall it, but I ended up uninstalling it and then reinstalling it. And then retransferring the ROMs over, which wasn't a huge issue. But then my son came up and he asked me what I was doing. And I was like, oh, I'm getting my 
my my uh, retro games on the Steam Deck, and he brought up. Um, I'll grab it next time Lloyd's talking because I have to go off camera. It's a little too far away. Uh, he brought up this old um, handheld device that I had gotten for him. Well, actually, I had gotten it for me, and then when I upgraded to something else, I gave it to him. Um, he brought it up, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember this thing. And he tried turning it on, and it wouldn't turn on. And I think the battery's dead for it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put the, the ROMs on yours. And I had just finished putting the ROMs on mine. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, let me put them on yours. And so I had them on an, uh, 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 a USB drive. And, I, and it, this is a USB drive. It's got USB-A on one side, USB-C on the other. I yeah, those are the best. I don't have it at my desk. Um, I put it into his Steam Deck. Nothing. Like, the ROMs weren't there. And I was like, what the? Why aren't the ROMs there? So I guess what happened is when I transferred them into my Steam Deck, I moved them instead of copying uh, them. Right. So then I had to hook up my Steam Deck again, go into desktop mode, and then copy them onto the S, uh, not SD card, onto the uh, the USB drive, and then take that out, put it into his, and then copy them over. It was this whole ordeal. But <laughs> and I think he's probably not going to try ninety nine percent. He's like, I just want Pokemon sure. games. I was like, whatever, that's fine. Right. Here you go, because uh, they take up almost no room. They're so small because these these mm-hmm. games are tiny, tiny, tiny. But uh, Emulation Station is absolutely fantastic i am a huge fan of this if you don't have good good front end as well i haven't seen that particular front end so i like that much better than the one that i was using back in the day so when i reinstall emu deck i'll have to choose that front end for sure absolutely and so i've been playing pitfall and cosmic arc and keystone capers and just all, all kinds of these these old games that i just love like shining force which you know i have I have these in so, cartridges and boxes and stuff in places. River Raid is got to be on here someplace. Uh, it was. I just saw it pop up. That's uh, why there I, I went and grabbed. I went and grabbed my box from right behind me. I love River Raid. One of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. So um, this is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the best uh, retro system that you can possibly get your hands on. And I'm saying this having not touched any of the other newer ones the only ones that i've had have been like i can't reach any of them from here because <laughs> that that shelf is a little too far away uh but uh, i've had like the pocket go and the pocket go two and some other thing and right. they were all great but man when you load up uh, a gba game on this on this screen oh man it's beautiful those games are just beautiful on this screen i am I loving say, this thing go ahead the best retro system ever is uh is this guy right here i don't know if you can see the uh if you can see it the pie cart zero. Oh, so you can plug that into your your actual oh no, no oh, okay it has a retro pie zero inside of it i i 3d printed a bunch of these little things it has a a little usb hub built into it so you plug power in you plug hdmi in and this is your game console. It's inside of an NES uh, cartridge. That's so awesome. This was like one of my favorite projects I've ever done myself. And I had to buy this uh, this label off of Etsy. Um, did that. And this is the coolest thing. When you bring this to a friend's house and it's like, hey, you want to play a game? And they're like, well, I don't have an <laughs> NES hooked up. I was like, oh, you don't need an NES hooked up. You, yeah. just, you plug you plug it in and then get a get a, a I have like a USB Super Nintendo controller that you can plug into that guy. Um, that's my favorite retro system. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Okay. 
I, I showed this last time, but I don't think I ever got it actually on the camera because I was doing it too fast. This is my favorite retro system right there. <laughs> there this is my go. arcade cabinet. Uh, I love it. And uh, that's wobbly. Sorry if you guys got motion sickness or something. Fun, fun story. I was watching. I was on the treadmill and I was watching like the making of Empire Strikes Back and the part where Luke is flying underneath the uh, the AT-AT and the camera like curved or whatever. And I almost fell off the the treadmill because my, my body went like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's move on and talk about what we've been playing. Uh, I want to talk real quick about this. I saw people had loaded up halo infinite on deck and uh, i tried it i went through and did all of the stuff it's not a good experience it runs really really poorly and you don't have the ability to control um the resolution like boy the way that they do resolution in that game is really weird so you bring up the the graphical settings and you're like i want to change the resolution and it's like a percentage and I was like, it was like 1280 by 800. And I was like, well, or I, or I think it might've been 720. And I was like, oh, well, I want to make it lower so that the game will run better. Mm-hmm. And like, I could only go down like 3% down. I could not figure out the best way to get that set up. So if you know how to get this best set up, let me know. I have played a lot of hours of Halo Infinite on my Xbox. I signed in and all my stuff was there. Uh, so... Obviously, this is like it's it's working. It just needs right. uh, it needs to find the proper settings, and I couldn't get good settings that would give me uh, a decent experience. the uh, The frame rate was really low and all over the place. It was not stable. The sound was very crackly. Uh, but again, this game is not supported at all. Uh, like it's right. not supposed to run. Um, but uh, you can get it running basically uh, by you install it and then you jump into desktop mode. You install GE Proton, run GE Proton 26, uh, which is like the newest version of GE Proton right now. Um, and uh, then after you've got GE Proton up and running, uh, go into the files for Halo and then just delete the video uh the video folder because what happens right. is when it tries to play a video it crashes the game or the game freezes or whatever so if you delete that folder it just jumps into the game but the performance is really not good so i'm i'm really hoping that somebody can figure out a way to get this running smoother and if you figure it out let us know on the youtube channel uh or let us know on the community discord have you tried this yet lloyd no, I, I saw the installation and it made me chuckle where you have to go delete the videos folder because otherwise it will crash. And I think back to like old school, uh, how to get games running on a on a like new games running on an old PC. And you'd have to do weird things like that, like uh, delete this one MP3 file and replace it with this OGG file or whatever. <laughs> right. And it's like. Why does that make it run? Because they didn't pay for the license for MP3 or something like that. (laughs) Whatever it was. And it was just, it was like always like this weird workaround that shouldn't work, but for some reason it does. And I had to snicker a little bit when I saw that as uh, part of the installation instructions. Uh, So you have been playing a game that I think a lot of people are, have been looking forward to, and that is Stray. Tell us about your experience with that game. You did a live stream over on our YouTube channel. Yeah, this was uh, the first time that I ever captured video live from my stream deck. 
or Steam Deck rather, um, to to stream it. Um, and it it worked really, really well. I played uh, both the first um, hour and 45 minutes of Stray, um, had a bunch of people there chatting with me. It was it was a heck of a lot of fun. And Stray, uh, also known as the cat game from E3 a couple years ago, is finally out. It's out on PlayStation and PC. Um, it It is in Steam and it plays beautifully on your Steam Deck, um, running at 800p with your settings turned down. Uh, you can you can probably play the whole game on a charge almost. It's uh, you can really uh, dial that stuff in, and it's a fun game. It's a puzzle platformer where you're a cat, so you're you're solving all these puzzles by doing cat things. Like uh, I'm gonna push this random thing off of a table because that's what cats do. But instead, you're pushing off a bucket of paint, which then crashes through a skylight, which then scares someone to run out of a room and open a door. And then next thing you know, you can you can progress. So you you can be a jerk in this game because all cats are secretly jerks. But secretly, I love, I, secretly, I, I love, <laughs> some are some are more secret than others, <laughs> some are more secret than others. Um, so you can be a, a jerk cat and uh, and and do things that jerky cats do, like uh, scratch someone's couch or or their carpet. Uh, but it's all part of the gameplay. Uh, it plays so well. Uh, I want to do another stream of this game. I don't want to play anymore until uh, I, I stream it for people because uh, I, I want to experience this game together um, on, on stream. So maybe uh, maybe next time, uh, maybe later today or, or, or later next week, I'll, I'll be able to do a uh, another stream and uh, yeah, and, and play more Stray. It, it plays beautifully on the Steam Deck. So it, it plays well on the Steam Deck, but you were having issues when you when you docked it because of like the weird upscaling dock uh, issue, yeah. right? So if you saw, if you watched Lloyd's live stream, that doesn't really represent how the game would run. If you're just playing it in handheld yeah. mode, it's going to run better uh, than it does when you hook it up. Because like we've said in past episodes, we don't know if valves um, docking system, not docking system, docking uh, software is ready for everybody to be doing that yeah so what it does is i'm running it at 800p on device uh, but because i'm connecting to a 4k monitor it fsrs up from 800p to 4k so there's extra extra resources being used to do that so um yeah it's being stretched up and then i'm streaming at 1080p so it took that stretched up thing and then <laughs> and Squashes then, it. Yeah, broad, broadcast it at four at uh, 1080p. It actually looked really decent. Um, this game has uh, the common Unreal Engine bug where it does um, in-game shader uh, compiling. So if you get to a new area, you're going to get a hitch. Uh, if the game is saving, you're going to get a hitch. And the developers are aware of the bug and they want to fix it. Um, but as it is right now, if you go to a new area. I just spin my camera 360 to compile all the shaders and then uh, no like half second pause will stop me from from doing something that I want to do in the game. Uh, hopefully the developers see, look, the cat's scratching, scratching the couch. The He's couch. a jerk. <laughs> He's a jerk. Um, yeah, you 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 can play it uh, perfectly with the odd little bit of stutter because of that shader recompile. Hopefully that will uh, be solved in a in a future update. Yeah. And that's not just a steam deck issue. That is uh, on PC issue in general, because digital foundry did a, uh, a, a, like a comparison between the PS five version and the PC version. And they were running into the exact same issues that you were running into Lloyd, where you're uh, pre or these shaders are not pre-compiled. Uh, yeah. But you know, We've seen Valve work with companies in order to get those pre-compiled shaders mm. and make their game. Like when the Steam Deck first came out, one of the games that had just dropped was Elden Ring. It was super popular. Everybody was yep. playing it. 
and Valve improved the performance of the Steam version of uh, Elden Ring by working directly with the developer. Stray is, has a lot of eyeballs on it right now, so I would anticipate that that probably Valve could could help out in that case, or maybe they don't need to. Maybe the the Annapurna has uh, uh, has it all under control. Right. Let's move on. I have only played this game for about 20 minutes. I picked it up this morning because it's on sale. Stick around to the end. I'll tell you where you can pick this up on sale. Uh, and that is Core Keeper. Um, Core Keeper, Lloyd, you're going to want to take your heads o- headphones off for this because this is a game that you're going to want to play. Um, he's right. going to, like, I know Lloyd, this is right up his alley. Uh, think Minecraft, think Terraria, uh, but mm. from a top down perspective, uh, you are like these explorers, you mine, you gather, you craft, uh, and it's got a really, really cool uh, 16-bit retro aesthetic. You build your city, you craft materials in order to, like, you you know, you find the stuff and you make a forge and then you go and find copper and you put the copper in the forge and then you get the copper ingots out of the forge and you take that and put it into making yourself a sword or a pickaxe or something like this. This game, like I, I like. I've only played about twenty minutes, but I can already tell it's going to be really good. It's already got uh, very positive reviews on uh, on Steam, and it is in early access. This game is really good uh, from from what everything that I've seen about it. And my very very short time actually playing it, I was like, oh man, this is the kind of game that's really going to uh, suck me in. And it's uh, eight player multiplayer as well. Which is really cool. So, like, you can hop in with eight people and run around uh, digging stuff out and working together. If you like Terraria, if you like Minecraft, I think that uh, Core Keeper is going to be right up your alley. Have you tried this? Because there is a demo. I haven't. It looks really, really good. And you are right. I love these types of games. I'm a big Minecraft fan. I'm a big Terraria fan. Um, I've been actually thinking about uh, picking up, or I actually own Terraria on Steam and trying to get all the achievements on Steam as I got on multiple different um, other platforms. Not because I want to get the achievements, because I don't really care about achievements again anymore. Mainly just so I could play another 100 hours of Terraria with my kids, <laughs> because that's what we did last time. It was heck of a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, Core Keeper looks really, really good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be playing some more of this. Uh, and uh, if you have it uh, and you are on the Discord, maybe we can uh, hang out sometime and play. All right. You have been playing a game that I really want to play. I really, really, really want to play this game. Um, yeah. It's called um, it's called X Zodiac. EX. Oh, that's OK. Zodiac. That's not the game that I thought I was looking at. Oh, yeah. Here we go. X Zodiac. This is not the game that I wanted to play. I haven't even looked at this yet. Go ahead. OK, <laughs> well, you're, you're going to probably want to play this one right now. This one just oh, entered. Um, I've. I've had this on my wish list for a couple months now. It just released last week into early access. And it is uh, a re-envisioning of Star Fox, how it would be today if a new Star Fox came out for the first time. So it has the retro graphics, like mm-hmm. very like like 12 polygons uh, in your <laughs> right. ship or whatever. Um, but it plays really, really well. There's uh, there's an, it, it even has that. It even has that. Uh, not not the same way. They 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 ripped a lot of Star Fox off, um, but they've changed a lot of things as well. Um, there's boss battles, so kind of like in Star Fox 2 and Star Fox Command or whatever it was on the on the DS. Uh, the the one video that popped up, it looks like you're in like, um, uh, what was the name of that game? Where Space you're, Harrier. 
Space Harrier. That's the yeah. one I was looking for. And it, it has like vehicle combat. Like you're on a motorcycle here. It is really, really good. It's uh, I think it's like $12 through early access and it performs amazingly well on, on sale right now for nine bucks. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, yeah, because I was Canadian dollars. So oh, I guess it's right, like 10, right, right. Yeah, it's $10 US, uh, $13 Canadian. But um, with the 10% off, you get you get a nice deal on it. It plays so, so well on Steam Deck. Of course, it's it's like an old school Star Fox game. So I don't know how much replayability or how long you're going to actually spend with it. Uh, but it's in early access now, and the developers seem to be uh, working on it really uh, a lot. So I'm hopeful that there's going to be uh, extra extra worlds thrown out there, different ships, different things uh, as this game develops through early access. But man, it is really cool to be able to play Star Fox on this guy and then play a new Star Fox on this <laughs> yes. guy and then go back to the old one back and forth. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Check out uh, X Zodiac if uh, if you want to play a kind of a an old retro styled uh, shoot 'em up like Star Fox. By the way, speaking of uh, the retro stuff, something that I set up on uh, for Emu Station, Emu, Emu, Deck. No, Emulation oh, Station. Emulation Station. Yeah, yep. one of the things that I set up for Emulation Station is on my left uh, trackpad, I set up a uh, a. a can't remember what it's called let me bring that up on screen real quick um i said oh i can't do it on on this sorry this is great audio everybody sorry <laughs> um so i set up uh on my left trackpad an action set that get okay. that i can load in because when you are playing this the the joystick is not a joystick like it just or it is a joystick and a lot of the retro games that I play are games where, like, there was no joystick. And a game like Star Fox, where when you go to play that game, it would have played so much better with a joystick than with a D-pad. So what right. I did is I set up an action layer. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, and in order to activate that action layer, I just use the, the trackpad, and then I can click and release, and it'll turn the joystick into a D-pad. But then if I play a game that actually uses a joystick, then I can turn that off by deactivating that action layer using the trackpad. Uh, Really, really improves your experience with playing games like Star Fox on Mm -hmm. your Steam Deck. Nice. That's cool. I'll have to check. You're you're like a Steam input wizard. And (laughs) I I, I found a bug actually in in Steam Deck. I haven't submitted it yet, but um, there's a way... That when you set up your um, gyro, you can have it have the gyro motions that you do control either the right stick or the left stick, and you can have it do other things. Mm-hmm. There's no way currently. Um, I haven't tried it after a restore, so maybe it was something bugged with my uh, Steam version or Steam Deck version that I had installed. Um, there's no way to make the left stick move when you move the gyro. You can choose it, but it actually it just does the right stick anyway, even though you 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 choose the left stick. Oh, really? So there must be must be a little bug in in steam input on on the steam deck i'll have to submit that as a as a bug um and, and hopefully they can fix that um because i was playing uh, lego city undercover um which is a game i love i've been playing a lot of lego games on my steam deck best um, lego kind of game best lego game ever 100 um and it plays really well on steam deck with the odd crash every once in a while 
Um, but uh, when you're in the kind of view mode, you you can like zoom in and look for people that are hiding or whatever. And on the Wii U, when it came out, you would actually hold up your Wii U gamepad and kind of move it around with the gyro. Um, the gyro isn't the same on the Steam Deck, but I kind of wanted to uh, move around with uh, the gyro on the Steam Deck because it's it's really awkward. The right stick, which you think would move you around, zooms in and out. The left stick actually moves the view around, mm-hmm. which is opposite of how it should be. So I was like, oh, I'll just do that through Steam input. Yeah, it didn't work. The You can choose the left stick moves when the gyro moves, but it still moves the right stick. So I, I did a quick Google and other people on Reddit talked about it. So I'm going to have to go submit that bug and hopefully that'll get fixed for a future version uh, because I want to I want to pretend that i'm using the wii u when i play lego city undercover on my <laughs> well speaking of pretending i want to pretend that i am shaggy eating a sandwich and beating a batman uh and you have been playing oh, multi multiverses now yeah. this is a game that's been on my wish list or well actually i'm going to click and add it to my wish list right now my mental wish list is where it's been now it's on my official wish list um <laughs> this game looks awesome I mm-hmm. love Smash Brothers. I've heard really good things about this game. You've been playing it. What yeah, do you think I, about this? I played in the uh, closed alpha on Xbox, um, played a bunch of it then. Um, and then because I was part of the closed alpha, they said, oh, well, we, the, we're, we're now into an open beta. Would you like a new key? Um, and I could choose a different platform because he, it was only available on, like, I think, PlayStation and Xbox back in the day. Uh, but now I could choose a Steam code. So I chose that. They gave me a key. Um, I started playing it on Steam Deck. Worked right out of the box, 100%. Um, it plays beautifully. It is as much of a ripoff of another video game as you can get. Like it plays a hundred percent like smash brothers. Like when you knock someone off the screen, you even get like that burst, uh, like, like a, a X pattern. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, exploding when, when they get knocked off the screen, it is as ripoff as ripoffs can be about, um, smash brothers. That's not a bad thing. It performs so well. Um, currently in the open beta, I think there's four characters you can choose. Uh, it's, um, uh, Shaggy, Velma, uh, Tasmanian Devil, and one other character. I can't remember who it is. Um, so uh, obviously when the full version comes out, you'll be able to get the characters. And it's completely free to play. Um, so you'll be spending real money if you want to get the characters um, different costumes. So you can unlock all the main characters through just playing. But if you want to get like their super fancy costume, you're going to be paying $10 for it, which people are complaining about. But I mean, Fortnite does OK. It's a free game with in-game purchasable skins, and they seem to be doing OK with it. Um, it plays really, really well on Steam Deck. I can see this being a huge hit um, once it's uh, officially, officially released and anybody can get it. Um, as it is right now, you have to be granted a beta code or mm-hmm. you have to buy one of the bundles. And I think if you buy one of the bundles now, you get access to the game uh, immediately. Um, and you the do. bundle gives you, yeah, it, the bundles give you uh, in-game currency and the premium currency and some other stuff unlocked. So if you want to play the game anyway and, you, and you're and you thinking of dropping 20 bucks, you can do that now and you'll get access to the game. 40. Um, 40 bucks. Is, is there no, there's no $20 uh, bundle? No, it says the no. standard edition for Multiverses Founders Pack is $40. Okay, so you have to spend the $40 to get access to it early. Uh, I believe this game is coming out um, near the end of September, if I remember my release dates right. I could be wrong on that. Um, so it would allow you to get in um, a little bit early. Um, if you do that now, I mean, you still don't get access to the characters that aren't unlocked. Um, but at Comic-Con, uh, funny enough, they announced the next uh, three characters that are being added to the game. 
LeBron James, who apparently is a Warner Brothers property because he <laughs> he was he was in the new Looney Tunes um, oh, Space, Space Jam, Jam movie, right? I, yeah, I so, did not. Okay, I did not make the connection. I was like, why are they putting basketball players in in the yeah. game? <laughs> it was it was really weird. Uh, and also, Rick and Morty are coming to the game as it is right now. When you play through the demo and you're you're hitting target dummies, they're me seeks from uh, Rick and Morty. So I was like, obviously they're going to add Rick and Morty to this game, and and that's what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a free to play Smash Brothers plays just beautifully on Steam Deck. And I can see this uh, um, existing on my Steam Deck for a very, very long time for the odd time that I want to get in and start uh, beating up um, Shaggy and uh, Tasmanian Devil. I love when you knock somebody off the stage. It's, it pops up Porky Pig and says, that's all, folks. That's just <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So somebody might say, well, okay, this is a free-to-play game, so how is it going to be pay-to-win or what's going to go on there? And here's the thing that I think that they're going to do, having not done very much research. Uh, Here's what I am anticipating. I think that they're going to treat this like a MOBA. So one of my favorite MOBAs of all time is Heroes of the Storm. And you would load up the game, and this week you would have... Jania Proudmore, Tracer from Overwatch, um, uh, Arthas, Diablo, and Uther are all the free characters that you can play as this week. And then you could just play the game for free using those characters. But if you wanted to always, every single time you play, have Jania Proudmore unlocked because, uh, because she's your favorite character, then you could pay for that character. And that works really well. And the reason that I'm thinking that this is the way that they're going to do this is I was looking at um, the screenshots while you were talking and they brought up Harley Quinn. Can I make this bigger? Yeah. And you can see uh, for those of, for the audio listeners, I'm just going to tell you what you can see, but you can see here that Harley Quinn is considered to be an assassin. And so I think that they have different classes in the game and that's how MOBAs generally will work too. They'll have like, this kind of this guy is very good at defense. This one's very good at offense. This is a good jungler, that kind of thing. That makes yeah. perfect sense for this kind of free-to-play game. Uh, is that what you're thinking too, Lloyd? I don't I don't think it's gonna be quite like that. I, I think every main fighter in the game will be unlockable just by playing, because you get in-game Whoa. currency by okay. winning, and then and then you can say spend twenty thousand coins to unlock Harley Quinn or whatever that price is gonna be. You can of course buy one of the bundle packs then that will unlock it immediately without having to play. Um but what they're doing in the game right now, there's a um there's like a battle pass type system which will give you um like emotes and things like that that are unlockable, but there's also premium skins. So the, on that image that you just showed up or showed on screen, there was the third or fourth Harley Quinn costume. That one is only available by buying the in-game currency. It's like these little blue circles. I can't remember what they call it in, in multiverses. So the only way you can get that costume is by using real money. Uh, and it's like $10 per costume. Mm-hmm. The other ones you can you can earn through just playing and buying it with the in-game currency. So I they might have like rotating starters that might be available at different times. But I think every character in the game is going to be earnable um, by playing in-game. It's just going to be the, f- the fancy costumes. Like there's a Iron Giant that uh, has like a... Uh, he looks like he's like an old school rapper type iron giant. Like he's like a, a gold chain or something. I think that was one of the screenshots I saw. And then there's a, another one. Um, I can't remember what the other one was, but anyway, the, the really good looking costumes, 
they're going to want you to spend money so that you can show off that, hey, I bought this character and I'm also really good at the game when you're playing your your online battles. Yeah, and th- that's exactly how um, – that that's 100% how Heroes of the Storm works as well. Uh, you have the free characters that are in rotation. You can – you earn coins by winning and then you spend those coins to unlock the characters that you want to play as, or you could just buy, you know, like use money to buy those yep. things. And they also have skins so that your Jania Proudmore will look different than everybody else's Jania Proudmore because you bought this skin or whatever. I think yeah, that exactly. this game looks fantastic. I can't wait to play it. I don't know that I want to spend $40 on it especially if it's a free to play game like i i'm going to i want to probably wait and see i applied to get into the beta i did not get into the beta and i was very sad about that but we'll be okay here's what i'm not sad about and that is patch notes we got two patch notes that came out this week one of them i thought that i was going crazy uh so i would pick up my steam deck and i would turn it on and it would be in night mode and I'd be like, why yes. in the hell is it constantly in night mode? So then I would go in and turn off night mode. And I'd be like, I would look at the the setting and I'd be like, yep, it's not in night mode. And it, it happens. I, I have the schedule turned off. I don't know why it keeps <laughs> going into night mode. Maybe I just did it wrong, whatever. And then I would go ahead and play the game. And then the next day I'd have it, the same thing happen. It was driving me crazy. You it too, obviously. To me. It first happened to me right after we talked about night mode on the show. And I'm like, I hate night mode because I used to do color correction on monitors. And Valve is like, we'll show him. That's, I laughed. I'm like, really? This is turning on automatically now? All because I talked about it on the show because we, 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 uh, we, we curse or make things better by talking about stuff and then it gets announced the next day. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, that made me laugh out loud, actually, because of that. But I'm glad to see that they actually fix that because that would be annoying to people that really really well kind of like me really really do not like night mode yeah so this uh patch posted on july 19th uh they do their patches really late at night uh but they said Mm -hmm. fixed night mode automatically kicking in even if the toggle is set to off so they they fixed a couple of other things but i thought that i was going crazy uh but then we got another update and this one is very interesting to me pierre lugrify uh, he tweeted this out. He said, the stable update channel for the Steam Deck OS has just been updated with a hotfix to enable compatibility with future system and input firmware. It will download an update, but there are no user visible changes included at this time. Right. Boy, <laughs> my yeah. immediate reaction, my immediate reaction is Steam Controller 2. That's my immediate reaction. Talk me off that ledge. Yeah, I don't think so. I think what it is is um, they they're coming out with a an actual like um, like firmware update. So like low level firmware stuff for the system and maybe for the controllers for um, well the controllers uh, the the little controller that manages the input stuff in and out. Yeah, there must be a firmware patch that is coming out which is not going to work um, if you don't have whatever new components to the OS um, that expects those firmwares to be there or firmware um, version to be there. So they're just making it so that um, if you update your firmware, your system isn't going to be unusable until you work do some work around or do the whole three-hour USB reboot thing like I just did. <laughs> so I think this is just preventing that. I really do hope that it is for... Um, 
some new unlockable feature that they're adding to Steam input or something, something that is going to be like, like, wow, um, when it when it gets released. But I think it's more just to prevent them from having uh, having. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope it's uh, Bill's showing his uh, his Steam controller. If you're listening to the audio version, I think it's it's going to be more that than here's a new piece of hardware. But man, I'd love another Steam controller because I've been using. Uh, one of my old Xbox series uh, controllers with my with my Steam Deck, and I, and I like it. But man, I'm so used to having like things on the bottom, and I'm not going to buy a hundred and eighty dollar Pro controller yeah. for uh, for for that. Um, and I'd love to have like other other things, like whatever I've been doing on my Steam Deck in a controller form. If they release Steam Controller 2.0, I'm that I'm buying one on day one just to use with my Steam Deck, which oh, is absolutely. ridiculous ridiculous to say out loud but it's how i want to play the game or or not just to use with your steam deck but also to use with your pc so like when i sit down and i when i like a a game that i talked about a lot on the show was rogue legacy 2 and one of the things that i did with steam input is i set the like by default the left the left bumper is the button that you hit in order to like bounce off things like like a light or something you can bounce off it to jump up higher and I found it more comfortable to bind that to one of the back buttons on the Steam Deck. Uh, R, boy, they really need to label these easier to see. <laughs> R four. So like I would right. bind that to R four, and I felt like I felt so much more comfort when I was playing the game. And then I went to play it on my PC. Like I felt like oh I want to play it on the big screen. And so I, I hooked up my my trusty uh, Xbox Series X controller. Uh, one of the ones like, cause I have two Xbox series X controllers and I hooked this one up to my PC and I tried it out and boy, I could not get used to hitting the bumper in order yeah. to bounce off those things because I had so much muscle memory built in by hitting the back paddle on the steam deck. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm not playing that on my computer. Uh, cause I don't want to relearn the muscle memory and it would just, it would, it would really be nice if they would ship another another steam controller not the one that we already have which Mm. is one of my favorite controllers of all time but it is deeply flawed it's a little dusty as you can see because i haven't been using it uh it's deeply flawed controller and the reason it is a deeply flawed controller is because it only has one stick and no d-pad and can you play just about every game with this yes are you making sacrifice to do sacrifices to do so Yes. And I think Valve absolutely recognized that because they said, well, we're going to include two sticks. Let me put this on the screen here. Now we're going to include two sticks, a D-pad and the track pads and all all of the other stuff. The Steam Deck has all of the stuff, but now I don't have a controller to use with my PC that has all of the stuff. So I I, I agree with you 100%. I've run into so many times where I'm going to do something in a game and I I like touch the back of my controller. I'm like, oh yeah, there's there's no paddles on the back of my controller. What am I doing? And it's like, how do you do that again? Oh yeah, it's down in A. Okay, got it now. Um, but it's that extra second of thinking uh, to get it working when it would be nice just to have um, a, a Steam Steam controller too. I guess they would have a D pad and an analog stick on the left, an analog stick and a trackpad on the right, and then your buttons. I don't know if they could put a trackpad on the left side, but they could maybe find some way to fit that in if it's like a little circular one or something. 
having all the same controls would be ideal. So hopefully they're working on something like that. Yeah. And, and you know what? Say what you want about Kotaku. I, I know that they've uh, been kind of dropping the ball for a while now but uh kotaku has this article that says the steam deck's funky controls prove that game pads are outdated and i would say most game pads are outdated the ps5 uh game pad is really really fantastic but that doesn't have the back paddles like right. you could hook a, a ps5 controller uh, up to uh your pc and use that because it has the the middle trackpad thing uh it's got the fancy rumble and stuff which is all fine and dandy but it doesn't have those back pads so you can't find a controller that has all of the stuff that the steam deck has and that's basically what the the gist of this article is is that game pads are outdated and while playstation keeps like trying to innovate and nintendo tries to innovate when it comes to controllers, the default that most people are using are these Xbox controllers. And these Xbox controllers, as much as I like them, boy, they they just they are not updating them with newer with the newer features that the other platforms are. And I wish that they would, or I wish that Valve would do it for us, because Valve, in my opinion, makes really, really good hardware that up until now, most people have ignored outside of their is it the vive yeah no that's htc yep. what is the valve thing oh, um index uh, index yeah. yeah outside of the index which i'm not really counting because it's so expensive most people aren't buying that thing uh anyway uh yeah boy i hope i just hope that pierre lugrify if you're listening sir please please make <laughs> us a steam controller too <laughs> yeah that, that article from Kotaku was really great. And I, I was never someone that would change controls. I would use whatever the default was. Um, but uh, when I was playing X Zodiac, for example, um, it, it's Star Fox. So to shoot, you're, you're, you're hitting the X button a bunch of times. If you hold down the X button, you don't get rapid fire. You get the lock on mode where you can target people and you let go and then it fires rockets. Well, I was like, well, I want rapid fire. So I, I set that up to L4 and I just set... Um, to have rapid fire on my X button. So if I'm holding down L4, I'm firing rapid fire. I don't have to keep smacking the button. If I want to lock on, I just hold it down. Like little things like that that just may allow you to tweak and tune in your gameplay. Just not something that I was ever, uh, as a console gamer primarily, not something I ever did. Having it built into the Steam Deck makes it like it's almost a sin not to because you can make your you can make your life easier by making this little tiny change. Um, having that change that you make on your Steam Deck also be usable on your PC through another controller would be just chef's kiss. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We probably need to lightning round the rest of these. Well, actually, no, because we started over the recording. So we actually have probably six minutes that I can edit out at the beginning. So we were pretty good. Uh, okay. Maybe lightning round anyway. Lawrence Yang tweeted this out. Uh, he said, ejecting and swapping micro SD cards while in a game mode is safe, not while running the game. Okay. Mm. Uh, that would cause problems. But then he says, we will update our support agent messaging around this question because basically uh, some support agent had said, uh, oh, great. It's, it's uh, loading up super slow. Here we go. Uh, some support agent had told a user um, performing a full shutdown prior to swapping your SD cards is always the best practice. I can't imagine ever doing that. 
Um, I right. don't swap SD cards because I have a terabyte SD card that I picked up while I was on sale because SD cards are always on sale. Um, yep. But I can totally see somebody saying, this is my RPG SD card because it's cheap. This is my first-person shooter SD card. This is my other SD card. And you have a bunch of different ones that you can swap in and out. In your Chewbacca bandolier SD card holder. <laughs> right, exactly. Going back to, what, episode one or something. Um, be, yeah. Uh, so basically they're saying uh, we're going to let people know that that's something that you could uh, that you can do. And then I, th- mm. I, th- I think that they also said something like, they're going to work on putting. I can't find this because I I remember seeing yeah. it. They said we're going to put gonna, an eject button in the in the gaming mode, so you can eject exactly. it if that makes you feel better. Yeah, because if if you are, for example, running uh, like I did, moving your um your your shader uh your shader precompile stuff and all that stuff from your internal to your SD card, it's probably a bad idea to ever eject your SD card because it's always going to be looking for it. The problem with ejecting um, uh, an SD card when data is being written um, to it is you're going to write data that isn't complete. You're going to cause corruption and eventually you're going to have an unusable device. Um, So there's there's a lot of horror stories where people like, well, I don't care what Lawrence Yang says. It didn't work for me. (laughs) I I ejected it. And now my my SD card doesn't work anymore. And I had to do a hard I had to do all this other stuff. And yeah, that could definitely happen. So to be safe. What Valve wants to do is have a little eject button similar to in desktop mode, where if you're in desktop mode, you can hit the little eject button. It says, "Okay, it's now safe to remove your SD card. You move your SD card. If you're just playing like what most normal people do that don't do weird Linux things, um, it'll work as long as you're not in a game and it's not downloading an update uh, to your game at that particular second. Ejecting it is fine. Having that little that little eject button is going to make everybody's um, it, it's going to allow them to breathe a little bit easier if there's someone that is worried about destroying your SD card or having to redownload all your games because it got um, corrupted somehow. Yeah, boy, I, this reminded me that I ran into an issue when I was installing Halo. So I installed Halo Infinite and then I went into desktop mode to do the thing that you're supposed to do. And then I rebooted back into game mode and I went to start halo and it was like it's not installed and i was like what the hell like that's so weird why is it not installed and listen you i don't i think you'd have to work pretty hard to accidentally eject your sd card but my (laughs) sd card was ejected uh in software the hardware was still all the way in there um but i i didn't have time to mess with it right then so i just set it down and walked away then i came back and i was like wonder why it uninstalled so i thought about going to reinstall it and i was like i don't feel like waiting for the download i'm gonna go play something else right and that wasn't installed either and i was like what in the hell so i ejected my sd card and put it back in and all the games showed back up i don't know why that happened because it was pushed all the way in but when i rebooted from desktop mode it it didn't recognize that the SD card was in there. And I realized that at the top, it didn't have the little SD card button or icon on desk or in the game game mode anyway. Right. If you've ever run into that and you know why that happens, let me know. Uh, you dropped this in the show notes, Lloyd uh, share deck. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, this that? is really, really interesting. Uh, a buddy of mine from long time ago, his name's Lem and we used to do a bunch of stuff back uh, in the, in the days uh, long, long past 
uh, he he is looking to get a Steam Deck, and he had a bunch of questions for me. He's like, well, if I'm playing blah, 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 how many hours of battery life am I going to get? And I was like, well, it all depends on your settings and things like that. He's like, oh, I wonder if there's a resource. And then literally five minutes later, he's like, I just found this great website. It's called Share Deck. And you search for a game, and then it tells you what your expected battery life is. And then if you click through, like if you click near Automata like you did, uh, it says, okay, with these settings, so um, do this, uh, this this little guy, Chrome, uh, made this little thing. He set it to default, screen refresh rate to 40, uh, frame rate limit 40, average frame rate 40, resolution, Proton version, SteamOS version. Uh, you can even say put VSync on, VSync off. So it's it's basically, it, it does. It, this isn't like... This is user generated content. Right. So people could people could come here and lie. But <laughs> on on general, if you're saying, well, how do I get more battery life out of here? You can go to Share Deck, search for near, and then look at what other people have submitted as to the amount of battery life they get and what their settings are. Really cool way. It would be nice if there was like um using the new plugin architecture, if there was a way to have uh, a Share Deck plugin where you could uh, view other people's expected settings or mm-hmm. submit yours just by hitting a button and it would take your actual settings from your Steam Deck and upload them to the website. Hopefully that'll come in the future. But for people that mainly want to use this as a handheld game device, that's what Lem, my buddy Lem wants to do. He wants to use it primarily when he's traveling for work and just handheld, um, not plugged into power or anything. It's like, okay, how do I how do I get the best bang for my dollar um, for or bang from my watt of uh, of power in my battery? Uh, I, I don't know. A, a, a site like a share deck might be what you're looking for. So this was new to me. I wanted to throw it out there for the community so you can check it out and submit your settings. But uh, this is really cool. And of of course, it exists. Um, this like everything about the Steam Deck is all about kind of like the open source way of doing things and people working together and cooperating, not competing. And it just seems like useful little websites or information pages or sub stacks or whatever come out every other day that are really, really interesting. And it just shows how um, just amazing the open source community having uh, a device like this to play games on just brings all of that kind of like, I don't know, work together mentality of, of, of open source together for gaming. So, yeah, check out Share Deck. I, I was... Uh, I was quite impressed uh, with it when I first checked it out. Yeah, the URL is sharedeck.games. I really wish that Valve would just, like, they have so much more data because they get this data automatically. Um, I wish that they would, like, build this in, just build it right into SteamOS so that when I bring up, because I can can bring up, like, other people's control options just automatically. And it'll pick them like it'll say we're already using a community profile when you load up this game that that wasn't made with a controller in mind. And most of the time it's pretty good and you you can tweak a little bit, but it would be really nice if they did this as well, Um, because that's a really cool. uh, uh, This is a really cool website. Uh, So Steam Deck, no, Share Deck dot games. That's a that's a good name for it as well. Definitely. All right. Uh, the last thing that I want to talk about, uh, I did mention, or, or no, uh, is uh, Nintendo had tweeted out like, "Don't use your your uh, <laughs> don't use your uh, Nintendo Switch when it's hot out." And then uh, a YouTuber that I follow, uh, Wolf Den, did you see the Wolf Den video? No, I didn't. So he went to the store because you could go to the store and buy a, a a Nintendo Switch. 
So he went and bought another Nintendo Switch. And then he put it in his uh what's the thing you just got last week? Thing that I air got fryer. Last week. He put it in an oh. air fryer. And oh god. No. <laughs> I know. Why? I know. It's very dangerous. Don't do that cuz the battery <laughs> could explode. But he put it in an air fryer and he was like Listen, I had it running, and I needed to know what temperature that it would shut off at. And so we got to a certain point, and it shut off. Um, wow. I'm not going to do that, and you shouldn't do that with the Steam Deck either, or even with the Nintendo Switch. But then Valve put out uh, this tweet. They said, for our friends in the midst of a heat wave, um, our, a quick note about Steam Deck and high temperatures. Steam Deck performs its best in ambient temperatures between 0 degrees and 35 degrees Celsius, um, you can convert that to your units uh, or my units as well, but I'm not going to do the math for you. Uh, uh, if, 95 degrees Fahrenheit. All right, there 95. you go. Lloyd is a polite Canadian, and so he did the math for you. Uh, in I, the I did t- Google. There you go, yeah. <laughs> if the temperature gets higher than this, Steam Deck may start to throttle performance to protect itself. That's a good thing to know, um, but there you have it. And then the last, th- anything to add there before we move on to the very last thing? No, just don't don't put your your Steam Deck in an air fryer no. or leave it in your car because uh, batteries inside these devices tend to not like heat and can easily start on fire when uh, when they liquefy and start uh, melting the uh, the layers between them. And you'll get a nice uh, you'll have to do an, uh, an insurance claim for your entire vehicle if you leave it in your car and try <laughs> to play it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, batteries should not be hot, so don't put it in an air fryer. All right. I did say at the beginning of the show or somewhere at the beginning of the show that I was going to tell you where you can get Core Keeper on sale. It is on sale at Fanatical uh, for, uh, in, in American dollars, $9.74, which it's 25% off. Uh, so that's a really good deal, I think. And this game is going to be one of those super addictive games. So you're going to want to check that out, uh, fanatical.com. Link in the description or in the show notes if you're listening to the audio version. Lloyd, anything that you want to talk about before we wrap up the show? No, I'm having a hard time not hitting buy on Fanatical right now. I'm actually looking. So the game came out in March. So this isn't even an old game. Uh, I need to look more into this one because this core keeper just is right up my alley. Yeah, it, it, it it's uh, th- there's a demo. So you can try the demo. I think I tried the demo back in February during steam next fest or whatever uh because they they do those steam next next fests pretty often which is there's usually lots of demos around that time so uh that's when i tried it and then i actually ended up buying it because i saw that it was on sale uh because i was looking for deals on deck so there you have it core keeper 25 percent off over at fanatical uh you heard it here first thank you guys for hanging out with us uh while we talk about video games if you haven't joined our community discord join that discord you can uh uh, hop in there, talk with awesome people, get in the giveaway, maybe get in a copy of God of War thanks to Heisenthal. And uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. We will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Take it easy, everybody. Take it easy, everybody.